Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 10, my exclusive interview with Candace Paul, award-winning author and owner of A Knowing Spirit, LLC. In this interview, she'll share her 15-day water fast experience and upcoming book. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, certified integrative nutrition health coach and health evangelist. My assignment to the body of Christ is to help women and communities heal their world naturally in spirit, soul, and body. If you'd like to know more about how you can heal your world naturally, you can visit me on the web at rockyourworldnaturally.com, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash rockyourworldnaturally, on Twitter, rockyourworld28, and on LinkedIn, rockyourworldnaturally. Thank you so much to all of our new and returning listeners. I have an amazing show that is lined up for our audience on today. About two months ago, I was in prayer about hosting a show about prayer and fasting. And lo and behold, God answered that prayer and made the divine connection with our guest today, Candace Paul. And not only is she an award-winning author, she is a successful business owner, but she is thoroughly rooted and grounded in the Lord. And I am so looking forward to uh, sharing the 15-day water at fast experience that she had so that she can unlock and share some uh, revelation that God provided to her during that amazing experience. But before we get into that, I just want to share a little bit about who Candace is. Candace Paul is a professional artist and writer. Her debut novella, Spiritual Warfare, was an Amazon bestseller in religious science fiction and fantasy. In addition to working as a creative, Candace helps other authors navigate the complicated publishing process. Her company, A Knowing Spirit LLC, offers a host of editing, writing, and marketing services. Her goal is to continue to write stories that encourage readers to find their purpose and grow closer to God. A Knowing Spirit LLC is a Christian publishing company that's much more than publishing. They build communities, networks, and offer a welcoming place on the internet for anyone in need of support and guidance. It's simply a place to better understand and strengthen your faith. The Spiritual Warfare series featured on AnknowingSpirit.com is a compelling story about unseen spiritual battles. Book one is about a shrewd businesswoman who is unknowingly at the center of a spiritual tug of war. Jade, a demon sent back to earth on a mission, desperately wants her soul, but so does God who sends a heavenly being back to earth in an attempt to save her. In the midst of all this, she must make an important decision that could impact the entire world. 
In book two, Jade manages to escape Satan's wrath and is allowed to continue his mission on earth a while longer. Now, four years later, Jade has his eyes set on a much more ambitious agenda, the 2020 presidential election. Although the book is fiction, it's about a very real spiritual concept, spiritual warfare. Book one shows the tactics Satan uses and book two shows how the plans are executed on earth. The book explores the corruption of our political system, secret societies and orders, the media, social programming and the choices each of us make that upholds the system or attempts to dismantle it. Still through all the chaos and darkness, we see that the faithful are never forgotten. The sequel's official release date is on October the 15th, 2019. The book is available for pre-order at getbook.at forward slash rise to power. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our show, award-winning author and owner of A Knowing Spirit, LLC, Miss Candice Paul. Welcome to the show, Candice. I am so glad to be here, Miss McMillan. This is an honor. So thank oh. you for having me. Oh, I am excited to have you today, and I am just looking forward to having an awesome uh, interview with you. And I'd like to start out with an icebreaker question. And can you let our listeners know, what are you doing in your world right now that is rocking your world naturally? Wonderful question. I am at this point focusing on my physical health. So I'm trying to get back into the gym and work out more. I want to start going to the gym maybe three times a week and start getting into some classes where it's fun, exercising, dancing. So I want to do more of that. So I've already changed the diet stuff up. So now it's the physical work that I want to do. Good for you. And you hit on a key word when you said fun. Um, yes. I know even as a health coach, that sometimes is one of the challenges, people finding that motivation to uh, get the exercise, get that activity into their lives. But I always share, you know, finding those exercises that are fun, something that you enjoy so that it doesn't feel like you're exercising, um, but you're doing something good for the body. Absolutely. And that, that's one of the goals, definitely. Wow. So some of the things that I have been um, taking a look at, and I had the opportunity to review your website at aknowingspirit.com, and um, I found the trailer to your upcoming book. (laughs) (laughs) And what did you think? (laughs) Oh, I thought it was awesome. It really captured my attention. You know, just the cover of the book, the music, just the whole thing was just kind of just so intriguing uh, just to draw, to draw you in. Wonderful. And I think that so many times with spiritual warfare that many individuals may not um, be aware that spiritual warfare is something that we are all battling with, facing on a daily basis. So how did you get the concept or the idea of 
writing books on spiritual warfare? Well, you know, it actually started a few years ago. Um, I remember taking a step back and just, I was watching the news, I think, and I was listening to how the environment is just completely messed up, how we had crossed over the carbon tipping point. Then I was watching the news and listening to all the crime that's going on, and then the wealth gap, and then all the racial tension and all the social issues that are going on. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. What is going on? How did we get here? And so around that time, I had been with a church that I really, really uh, liked a lot. And I think we were focusing on the concept of spiritual warfare. And so I thought to myself, what if everything that's happening is because of this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I'm more of a creative person. And I said, you know, I want to write about this in a way where people who might not be familiar with the Christian faith and, and, um, these concepts, but a way that will pull them in. So they would want to learn more. Mm -hmm. So I decided to write a story based on the very real concept that a lot of Christians believe in spiritual warfare. But it's a fictional story and it follows characters who people can relate to, people who um, are going through daily trials and tribulations like all of us. And you find that the characters are very relatable and in a lot of senses. So that's kind of how it all started. (laughs) Yeah. And I love the fact that you do make it so relevant to what we are experiencing today because you know, if you turn on the TV, there's so much corruption that you see, whether it's in our political system, whether it's different um, secret societies, as you mentioned, um, yeah. through the media, we are just bombarded on every side, you know, with this on a daily basis. And so the, the idea of bringing it into a creative work through your writing just helps to connect to what's going on on a, on a very real, real basis. Exactly. And, and there's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. You know, when we look at some of the policies that are being passed and, and things that people are discussing and working toward, a lot of times it seems as though we're working against our own interests, you know. And at a certain point, a lot of the greed and things where people are, are doing certain things or investing in things where mm-hmm. it's destroying the benefit for all of us, the environment, mm-hmm. the, the food that we eat, the water that we drink. At a certain point, we have to ask ourselves, why are we working against our own interests? And so that's what I wanted to talk about in the book. And um, I, I focus on a lot of those issues in both book one and two. Wow. And I think that's so important because, you know, some individuals, whether it's, you know, in the church, sometimes individuals may not agree that um, believers should be within the political realm. Mm -hmm. And just from my own personal stance, as well as what I see throughout the scriptures, there were so many leaders that were involved, you know, when it came down to passing laws, um, in, instituting those within the community to make sure that they were of benefit to the people. Mm-hmm. And so 
I am a firm believer that those who are in the faith, those who are of the household of God, um, need to be able to be in those different political arenas so that when those policies, whether they're passing, will be in favor you know, of the people because there is so much darkness, there is so much corruption. So there needs to be some light you know, within those um, arenas as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only are you an author who has written award-winning books, you also help individuals who are also interested in writing books. And I know that there's so many people out there that God has given them a, a God-inspired idea to, whether it's to write a book, write a devotional um, they may not have the tools, the resources, or the wherewithal to be able to um, write a book. So share with our listeners how you got into uh, the area of just helping with uh, publishing books. Absolutely. Well, it what you'll find is when you start going down this road, there are so many pitfalls <laughs> that you can mm-hmm. fall into mm-hmm. um and because there's so much that goes into it and a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't realize everything from marketing to editing your book to packaging your book to um even getting beta readers getting people to read finding reviews uh everything there's so many little details that go into it And then on top of that, there are a lot of people who are saying, oh, yeah, I'll publish your book for you. No problem. Give it to me and I'll I'll publish it. But then they're not doing the work that you need. A publisher provides certain things, direction, Mm -hmm. provide marketing. They invest in you. And so a lot of times because people are so excited to get their work out there into the hands of readers, they miss these these red flags in a sense. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, a few years ago, I was looking for a publisher. Um, and this lady that I encountered, she said, Oh, yeah, that's she's like, I- I'll take on your work. I'll take on your work. And I was like, Oh, awesome, awesome. So she tells me for a consultation, just to talk to me <laughs> for 30 minutes. She was saying it would cost about $350 just to talk to me. Um, Wow. Not to take on my work or anything. And I said, well, I, you know, that's, that seems a little bit expensive. And so she said, you know, well, good luck trying to get published on your own. My (laughs) 10 years. That's what she said. (laughs) So, interestingly enough, you know, I said, okay, if this is in God's will, he has me. Interestingly yeah. enough, I found a publisher who took on my work, invested in me. I paid zero money, mm-hmm. and in in the rest is history. That's how my first book was out. But wow. after being with my publisher for a while, I realized that I have certain skills in which I could do a lot of this on my own. So I decided mm-hmm. to start a business, and then I said, "This is what I want to do for people. I want to help people get to the point where they." if they just need a few little things, because sometimes you need someone to, to edit your work. Sure. Someone to do a cover design or maybe help with some marketing aspects. I can help with those things and make it affordable 
for the person who needs it. So that's what I do. And then the other thing is, if I really like your work, I will invest in you and I will take on your work. And that's what you're supposed to do as a publisher. So, you know, if someone needs help and if they're interested in writing and they just want a place to start, come check out my website and we can talk. We'll have a conversation and we'll see where to go from there. Yeah. I love that. So listeners, Candace has provided an open invitation for you to reach out to her. So if you're a pastor, if you're a teacher, if you're just someone out there who has that God-inspired dream of uh, becoming a published author, I highly encourage you to reach out to Candace because you will certainly be in good, good hands. Um, Another area, Candace, that I definitely I'm looking so forward to hearing more about is your 15-day water experience fast. Yes. I am a firm believer in prayer and fasting. And I know sometimes when individuals hear that time of or that word fasting, they're like, oh, Lord, you know, I'm fasting for one day, two days. You're talking about 15 days. So um, share a little bit about how you got there and, and, you know, what your experience was like. Wow. Okay. So first of all, just so people understand, before I jumped into the water fast, I did a lot of research before. I was um, reading a lot about fasting in general and then water fasting and the benefits of it. And then I said, you know what, I'll go ahead and I'll take a chance. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. But the one disclaimer I'll put out there for anyone who's thinking about doing this, consult with the doctor. Talk to your doctor before. Because sometimes if you have certain um, health issues or anything, you have a strict diet, you have certain things that you need to eat. So you want to make sure that you get the okay and you, you know, you check yourself out. For me, I'm generally healthy. So um I decided to take a bit of a chance, but even still on the third day, I went to the doctor because it just so happened that um, my scheduled appointment coincided with my fast. So Mm -hmm. I talked to my doctor about it. I ended up having a conversation and he said, you know what? You, You seem okay. All your vitals are good. I wouldn't push it past 15 days, but you're, you're okay. You're okay. And so I was like, okay, so I got, okay. But the the thing that people should know is that, first of all, we eat a lot more than we need to. Mm-hmm. And as a health coach, you probably understand this way more than I do. But we eat a lot of food and we don't need to eat as much as we do. Um, and so really, when I decided to start on the fast, I was at a point where I wanted clarity in my life. I wanted to understand, you know, certain decisions that I was making, get some clarity and direction on what I wanted to do. And I thought that a fast would really help me. So for me personally, I was telling people I'm going to start on this fast. And so I was taking prayer requests. Hey, you need me to pray for this in your life. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. So this is where the mistake I made. (laughs) I was praying for other people in the beginning. And then when it came time to really pray for me and do what I needed to do for myself, I didn't do it. So Mm -hmm. what ended up happening was the first three days, and and they'll tell you this, the first three days of a water fast, 
are actually the hardest because you're breaking through those cravings and and the desire to eat. But once yeah. you get to the fourth day, you're you're okay. You can actually see the end. You you feel like okay, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. But what you encounter during the fast is trying to manage your boredom. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what it is because what you learn is that for me personally, eating was less about just eating food for nutrition and, you know, in just for fuel, but it was actually a, a social thing. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much I ate with friends, with family, um, or just even a comfort eater. I was more of a comfort eater as well. Like, oh, okay, so I'm listening to my favorite podcast. I need a snack. Do you need <laughs> yeah. a snack, Candace? Do you need a snack? No, you don't. <laughs> and so, yes. so through the fast, I learned about managing how I ate before mm-hmm. and how I wasn't eating in a healthy way. I was eating sporadically at different times, randomly, an emotional eater, a comfort eater. And the fast helped me realize that. But the issue that I noticed was once I stopped praying for um, for myself, well, I, I really wasn't praying for myself at all. Once I stopped praying for other people, it was about counting down the clock. So then I was focused on getting through the fast. Oh, I just want to get to the end. I just want to get to the end. And so the one bit of advice I will give anyone who's thinking about fasting is to incorporate prayer with fasting. Absolutely. The entire time through. So make sure. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's such, such good advice. And, you know, in the words of Jesus, when he said some things come about by prayer and fasting, that it's almost kind of like prayer and fasting are inseparable. They are two disciplines that must be practiced together when you're going forward in your fasting, because during that time of prayer, uh, your spirit connects totally to God and he's speaking to you, he's ministering to you, and he's keeping you full spiritually, which decreases the awareness on what your flesh or what your physical body is wanting or needing. Yeah. And so maintaining a prayerful focus uh, throughout fasting is, is so, so essential to help you to get through it. Um, And I'm, I'm so reminded how you said that it increased your awareness that again, when you're letting go of something physical, God will do something in the supernatural. whether that's increasing or heightening your spiritual awareness. And I always like to refer to the example of Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael in the book of Daniel, when they went on the Daniel fast. Mm -hmm. And these men committed their lives to eating a consecrated way before the Lord. And the scriptures say that there was no one in their kingdom that had the level of wisdom, intellectual ability, the insight or the discernment that Daniel and his friends had. And I truly believe that how we are eating has everything to do with how we flow spiritually. 
And so many times, I think, within the body of Christ that we totally disconnect our spirituality from our physical eating. But truly, eating, fasting are totally spiritual practices. And it's all connected. And I, and I totally see that now. I see how important all of that is. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realized, too, one of the um, breakthroughs, uh, I guess you could say, I had during the fast was filling your time with what's positive. So mm-hmm. I, I could see when, when you're resisting the urge to eat, which is one of the strongest urges we have as human beings, mm-hmm. right? When you're resisting that urge, you find that you could really resist a lot. Like there's... Yeah. You know, if you really truly focus and you say, I'm not going to do something, you can really put your mind to it and not do it. But what ends up happening is you have to fill that time with something positive. Mm -hmm. And that's where the prayer, the prayer was, was super important. And I Mm should have filled my time with that um, instead of waiting for the clock to, (laughs) to run out. But, (laughs) But then it also talk it it spoke to something on a bigger scale as well because it's the same thing with anything in life so if you're trying to resist something or change a habit or Mm -hmm. change something in your life you don't put yourself in a position where you could easily revert back so for example I wasn't eating and you know a lot of people around me were eating and those type of things but if my friends wanted to hang out I'm not saying, hey, guys, let's go to a buffet. You know, (laughs) it's like, let's do other things. And so if you think about it like that with life, if you're trying to really accomplish a goal, there's things that you have to move away from or change in order to have forward momentum. And that's what I was seeing in myself. And I was like, oh, wow, I get it now. I see how important it is not to put yourself in a lot of compromising situations if you're trying to move forward in a different direction. Yeah, that's so, so good. That is such good, you know, insight into um, filling that time with positivity And I believe in the book of Isaiah 58, which I like to call like the fasting chapter, Mm -hmm. um, Isaiah really breaks down what a true fast should look like. And within that passage, it talks about while you're fasting, surrounding yourself with positivity in serving others. Wow. So he talks about instead of eating, giving your bread to those who are hungry, providing to those who are poor, giving them shelter, clothing them that need clothes. And so servanthood in fasting is also a part of fasting that we don't talk about as well, but it's part of that surrounding ourselves with that positivity while we're actually fasting. And I, and that makes perfect sense because when you're helping others, you're not focused on yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Wow. Um, another thing that, you know, when you, 
after you completed the fast, did you find that it was easy to kind of maintain that habit of um, not eating as much? Or tell us a little bit about Mm -hmm. after you fasted, what happened with that? Yes. And, And, you know, for all the listeners, I have no problem sharing my experience so you can see what not to do (laughs) and you know take away some of the gems some of the positive things but you know this really is a learning experience and this was a learning experience for me so what I realized um after the fast like coming off of the fast is you really have to have a plan moving forward so you 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 need to have a plan for how you want to eat in order to maintain all the benefits that you got during the fast. So after the fast, you know, I, I had clear thinking. I had lost 26 pounds. Mm. You know, I felt energized, you know, and I was like, oh, this is great. I feel really good. So first of all, in the first couple of days, I probably should have had raw vegetables, maybe even just a smoothie, something that was very, very light and not anything too, too, too heavy in the first couple of days. So for me, I had like the vegetables and some things like that. But pretty shortly after I started moving back into, I was eating healthy for a while and I started moving back into regular eating habits. Yeah. You know, and so what ended up happening was I gained like 10 pounds back, maybe in like the first month and a half or so, which yeah. isn't too bad. But the idea is to maintain what you accomplished. Sure. So my suggestion would be moving forward for anyone who wants to do it is get into intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really start to reduce your food intake and fast in small, um, small intervals more often. And it'll help with the weight loss and it will help for you to maintain what you've accomplished. Um, Also, I realized that my body was in a state of ketosis, which is basically my body was burning fat as energy that was fueled being burned. And the goal is to try and stay in that state for as long as possible. So you want to avoid sugary foods. There are, um, you know, things that are heavy with, you know, carbohydrates and those type of things. So avoid that. So the goal should have been to eat foods that were leafy, green leafy vegetables that are taking up most of the plate, a little bit of protein, you know, some, some carbs, but very little. And then I needed to have a plan of exercising on a regular basis, moving forward to burn this stuff. So for me, I was doing a little bit, but it wasn't a consistent thing. So Mm -hmm. for me, the suggestion would be, if you're going to do this, get off of the fast, have a plan moving forward um, and, and just implement a consistent routine moving forward. Yeah. Wow. That's definitely wisdom. You know, there's a saying that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Exactly. And so having that plan in place and, you know, learning from our sister's experience uh, will certainly help you 
if you feel that God is leading you to fast, if you are needing to go on a journey uh, for spiritual clarity, for health uh, benefits, fasting truly is that pathway to physical, spiritual, mental, emotional um, well-being. So Candace, if our listeners want to be able to get your books and work with you, where can they find you on the web? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at a knowingspirit.com and that is A-K-N-O-W-I-N-G. And you will be able to connect with me. And you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, I am reachable. Either someone from my team will reach back out to you or maybe me directly. So just reach out. Outstanding. Outstanding. And it has truly been a pleasure uh, (laughs) having you on the show today, Candice. And Again, listeners, I highly encourage you to connect with her. Uh, You will truly be blessed um, by her books and by uh, the work that she is doing as a publisher. So again, Candice, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, God bless you. I wish you well and many, many blessings uh, in your future work. Thank you so much. And God bless you too. God bless you, Candice. For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash rockyourworldnaturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash rockyourworld28.